welcome to Your Anxious Therapist, where you'll find all things related to anxiety, panic attacks, and health anxiety. I'm your host, Haley, and I'll be sharing my own insights and experiences as someone who has personally struggled with anxiety. I'll be real and honest, taking you deep into the nitty gritty parts of anxiety that just aren't talked about enough, because I want you to know that you're not alone in this. I'll also be sharing powerful tools, strategies, and tips that will empower you to take your life back so that you can overcome your anxiety for good. Now let's get started. All right, so today I'm going to be talking about an anxiety symptom that tons of people struggle with, which is dizziness. I can't tell you how many comments I get every single day from people who talk about struggling with this symptom and they have a lot of questions about it. So I wanted to really talk about this more in depth and spend today talking about dizziness and all the ways that it can impact those who struggle with it. And then I'll also be sharing some tips and strategies on what you can start to do about these symptoms. So as I just mentioned, dizziness is a very, very common symptom of anxiety. The symptoms you have can typically be described as feeling dizzy, lightheaded, feeling woozy, feeling off balance, feeling weak. It feels like you're sort of swaying back and forth or the ground is moving beneath you. You feel unsteady and it feels really hard to keep your balance and you just think that your legs are going to give out at any moment. It might feel like the room is spinning or it's rocking or moving and you're afraid that you're just going to fall over due to the dizziness. And even worse, you might be afraid that you're just going to pass out. And this is one of those extremely uncomfortable and scary symptoms to have. Because let's be real, absolutely no one likes to feel dizzy, right? There are some people who only experience it sporadically. And then there are other people who experience this symptom all the time. These symptoms can come out of the blue, and other times it can happen during an episode of feeling really anxious, or it can happen during a panic attack. And it can also come in waves, so this means that it can come on very quickly and suddenly and intensely, but then it can slowly ease up throughout the day. But unfortunately, there are a lot of people out there who struggle with this symptom for hours or days or even weeks afterwards. Dizziness commonly happens during panic attacks, and I'll be talking about this more in a little bit. But it can also show up when you're inside of certain stores, or when you're driving, or even when you're out grocery shopping. So let's talk about these in a bit more detail. There are so many stores where dizziness can happen for people, like Trader Joe's, or Costco, or Target, or Walmart, just to name a few places. And maybe you're going grocery shopping and you're just there to get a few things. So you're walking inside and you're going down the aisles when suddenly you feel really dizzy and lightheaded. So you start to hold on to the shopping cart for dear life when you're trying to get what you need and you're trying to get out of there as quickly as possible because you're afraid that your legs are just going to give out and that you'll fall over. You start to panic when you're waiting in line because you're afraid that you're not going to make it out of the store in time before you pass out. Does this sound familiar to you? The fluorescent fluorescent lights, (laughs) I can never say that word. The fluorescent lights in these places 
can feel so triggering for a lot of people. Basically, any place that has these types of lights can set off those feelings of dizziness or feeling lightheaded or getting blurry vision, things like that. And this is common for even doctor's offices, right? Because when you struggle with anxiety, you can experience sensitivity to lights and sounds, and this is one reason why these stores can set off these symptoms. All right, now let's talk more about driving. So you might be somebody who is terrified of feeling dizzy while driving because it makes you feel like you're going to pass out behind the wheel and that you're just going to lose control. So you might start avoiding driving long distances or you might drive or sorry, you might avoid driving past your safe zone. And this is very common for those who have panic disorder and agoraphobia. Or you might even avoid just driving by yourself in general. You also might be scared of being alone by yourself because you're afraid that you'll pass out and what if no one is there to help you. You might also not like being outside in public places where there's a lot of people because you're afraid that you'll feel dizzy and you're afraid that you're going to pass out in front of everyone, which will lead to you feeling super embarrassed or feeling like you're a burden. And when you have a fear of these symptoms, you stay alert and you stay hypervigilant to the sensations and you try to do, you try to avoid doing anything that you can to not feel this way, right? So avoidance can include avoiding specific places where you think you might feel dizzy or where you've previously felt dizzy before. Those what if thoughts take over and you feel convinced that you're going to pass out whenever you start to feel even slightly dizzy or lightheaded or you feel off. The thoughts that go through your mind are that you're afraid of how bad the dizziness is going to get or whether it's going to keep getting worse. And what if it doesn't go away? What if it leads to me passing out? Especially if it happens in the midst of a panic attack. Because you're already feeling like you're losing control when you're having a panic attack and you're probably experiencing tons of other physical sensations on top of the dizziness. So this makes you believe that you're going to pass out at any moment. But the thing is, the majority of people that have this fear of passing out have never actually passed out before in their life. It's always the thought and the belief that it could happen to me Or what if it does happen to me this time? Or what if I let my guard down and then I actually do pass out? Then what am I going to do? It then becomes this fear avoidance cycle. So the more you fear it, the more you try to avoid it at all costs. And you work really, really hard to prevent it from happening in the first place which leads to more anxiety, more hypervigilance, and your body just ultimately stays in a hyperstimulated and sensitized state. Here are some reasons why dizziness happens from anxiety. So when you're having a panic attack, your fight or flight system is being activated, which causes stress hormones to be released into your body. And one of the common reasons why someone can feel dizzy is because they're hyperventilating, especially during a panic attack. And if you're hyperventilating, what's happening is that you're breathing really fast. You're over-breathing and you're taking in too much oxygen, which causes the CO2 levels in your blood to drop. So this is what can cause those symptoms of feeling dizzy or lightheaded or off balance. You can also be under a significant amount of stress 
or experiencing anxiety for long periods of time, which also causes dizziness to happen. And a lot of people don't realize that when they're stressed and anxious, they might be taking in more shallow breaths throughout the day. So then it becomes this vicious cycle. The anxiety causes you to feel dizzy, but then you feeling dizzy causes you to feel more anxious. But there are some other reasons for why someone can feel dizzy that aren't related to anxiety. So I'm just going to name a few examples of that. So somebody can experience dizziness if they have inner ear problems. Or if somebody has POTS, they can experience symptoms of dizziness or lightheadedness. And there are even certain medications that can cause someone to experience the symptom of dizziness. So that's why it's always a really good idea to first see your doctor if you're experiencing this symptom. So that way you can better understand what could be causing it to happen and whether it's a medical issue or not. Now, here are some things that you need to know when it comes to the fear of passing out, because I know that this is a very, very common fear for a lot of people to have. It is extremely unlikely to pass out from a panic attack or from anxiety in general. And the reason why it's so unlikely to happen is because when you're having a panic attack or you're experiencing heightened anxiety, your blood pressure is going to temporarily go up. It's going to temporarily rise. And for somebody to pass out, this is typically due to a sudden drop in your blood pressure. And this is why it's so rare for passing out to happen from anxiety and panic. But I know that this is one of the top fears that people will have when they're struggling with an intense panic attack or an intense episode of anxiety. So just try to remember, this is very rare to happen. However, if somebody is prone to passing out, they may just have other medical issues going on for them, unfortunately. So someone could have something called vasovagal syncope, which means that you have a sudden drop in your heart rate and blood pressure, and there are different things that might trigger this. Another reason is that for some people who have POTS, they might have fainting episodes from it. And not everyone has this, but there are some people who might experience this, unfortunately. And a few other reasons are if somebody is struggling with um, excessive heat exposure or dehydration, or maybe they didn't eat a lot of food that day on top of it. So I wanted to share a few personal stories with you really, really quickly, and I promise there's a point to them. So there have been a total of three times in my life from what I can remember where I legitimately almost passed out. So one time is when I donated blood back in high school. I remember I gave blood and I sat up and I started walking over to the mat where you're supposed to rest and eat some crackers and drink some water. And there was somebody who worked there that looked at me as I started to walk over to the mat and they said, oh no, I think she's going to faint. And in that moment, I really did feel like I was going to pass out. But luckily I didn't because they ended up giving me some water and crackers right there and then and they had me sit down for a while. So I ended up being completely fine. And then there was another time when I was at the beach with my family and I was really dehydrated. And I noticed that I wasn't feeling good and my sister noticed that I wasn't feeling good. 
So she started guiding me towards the ocean so that way I could put my feet in the water. I literally had to hold on to her and I felt like everything started going black in my vision and my hearing became really fuzzy and it was hard to hear. But luckily she got me to the water and after I put my feet in, all of those sensations gradually stopped happening and I ended up feeling better. And then the last time that I almost passed out was when I was about 19 or 20 years old. I can't remember exactly, but I was walking outside and it was very, very hot out. And on top of that, I was extremely dehydrated again because I just didn't drink enough water that day. I don't know why, I just didn't. So I was walking outside at this outdoor flea market and I remember I kept feeling super lightheaded and I knew that something was wrong. Like I knew that I really needed shade and water ASAP. I started to feel those same sensations again where everything was going black in my vision. But luckily there was somebody who saw me and they saw that I was not looking good at all. And they let me come and sit under their tent and they got me a cup of water so I didn't end up passing out. So the reason why I wanted to share these stories with you is to show you that these were very, very specific circumstances where I did almost pass out. So one of the reasons was I donated blood and sometimes that can happen where if somebody, you know, you're donating blood, you're donating a lot of blood and that could potentially happen, right? It doesn't happen to everyone, but for me, it happened. And then the other times I was really just dehydrated in combination with being outside in the heat. And I know that being out in the heat can definitely be a huge trigger for a lot of people because you're afraid of passing out from the heat. And it's so understandable why you would feel this way. You know, we hear stories all the time from someone having like a heat stroke or just, you know, excessive sun exposure and it really freaks you out, right? And I totally get that. But there are preventative ways that you can keep yourself safe without completely avoiding things altogether due to your fear of dizziness or your fear of passing out. So if you're going to be going outside in the heat and, you know, it's very hot outside or humid, you always just want to make sure that you have proper hydration and to be careful about not doing any sort of extraneous exercise when you're out in the heat especially if you're somebody that's sensitive to the heat. And these are some things that are within your control when it comes to the symptoms of dizziness and the fear of fainting. And you know what's really interesting, just as a quick side note, is that even after I had those three different experiences with um, almost passing out, I didn't develop this fear of passing out and you would think that I would right but I just find it so interesting because some people will develop a fear of passing out whether they had those types of experiences or not it sort of just happens and then other people won't and I don't know it's it's just kind of weird to think about because I was really scared during those situations understandably right as would anybody else if they were in the same boat. But I don't really know why I didn't personally develop a fear of passing out. So I thought it was just interesting to kind of share that with you and to see how everyone sort of has their own things. Like some people are afraid of passing out, 
other people are afraid of throwing up and then other people are afraid of their heart palpitations. So it just totally depends on the person. All right, so now let's start to talk about tips and strategies of what you can start to do about these symptoms and how you can start to approach this fear. For symptoms of dizziness and lightheadedness, it can feel so scary and anxiety-provoking to experience this. You don't want it to happen, and you really just want to protect yourself at all times. And most importantly, you just want these symptoms to stop. So I totally, totally get that, and I really want to share some strategies with you that I hope can help you. If dizziness is being caused because you're hyperventilating or even if you're just taking short and shallow breaths throughout the day without even realizing it, then one thing you can do is focus on regulating your breathing. Most people don't realize that they're taking shallow breaths all throughout the day, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, especially if you're somebody who is chronically anxious and stressed. So you want to practice teaching your body what it feels like to take slower breaths. Not breathing with your chest, but with your belly. Because when you're taking shallow breaths, you might notice that you're breathing a lot with your chest. But what you want to practice doing is breathing with your belly, you know, having your belly expand outwards and then inwards. This is called diaphragm breathing. And one simple way of doing this is by inhaling through your nose for about four seconds as if you're smelling a flower or you're smelling a perfume that you just put on your wrist. And then exhale through your mouth with your lips pursed for about six to seven seconds, as if you're slowly blowing out a candle. Slowing down your breathing can be really, really helpful, especially if you do this as a daily practice during the day. So you could do this first thing in the morning, you can do it during the day, and then you can do it at nighttime. And you don't have to do it for extended periods of time if you don't want to, but it's just a really good practice to incorporate in your day. Another thing that's really important for you to do is to try to notice how you're responding to these symptoms when they show up. Are you constantly saying things like, I need to get rid of this dizziness right now. I need to do something about it. I need to stop it immediately. I need to grab onto this shopping cart and hold on to it or else I'm going to pass out right here right now. If you find yourself always saying things like this to yourself, it creates a sense of urgency and fear. So you really want to try as best as you can to slow down by not fighting against your symptoms. Remind yourself that you are safe in those moments. It just feels really scary and uncomfortable. And I know that this can feel really tough to do because the symptoms do feel so intense in those moments. It takes a lot of practice to respond to your symptoms in this new way, but it's something that you can start doing and practicing today. Another thing is that dizziness does not automatically lead to passing out. I repeat, dizziness does not automatically lead to passing out. Think about it. How many times have you felt dizzy before in your life and not passed out? Do you remember when we were kids and we used to spin around in a chair on purpose? Can you even imagine doing that now? Or when we used to play those games where you would spin around with your forehead on the baseball bat 
while you know that plastic baseball bat while looking down at the ground and you do it five or ten times and then you had to race and run over to the next area I honestly can't remember what that's called but hopefully you know what I mean do you also remember going on rides at the carnival, like that ride, the Gravitron or the Zipper? We literally used to do things like this for fun. Things that would make us feel dizzy on purpose and we didn't have a care in the world when we were kids. Now think about it. There was a point in time when you might not have ever thought twice about it or worried about feeling dizzy because at the time you weren't interpreting it as this scary and dangerous thing. So even if you did feel dizzy from the rides or you felt kind of lightheaded or woozy or off balance, the symptoms quickly went away and you know, you were fine afterwards most likely, right? But when you're struggling with the symptoms of dizziness now, you are interpreting it as being dangerous and scary. And you also start to believe and tell yourself that you prevented yourself from passing out just in time because you pulled your car over to the side of the road or you grabbed and held onto the shopping cart or you ran out of the store and you quickly went back home just in time. But unfortunately, this just-in-time mentality sends the wrong message to your brain that you narrowly escaped danger. So what happens is that you'll continue to feel anxious about the symptoms and this leads you to continue to struggle with the symptoms over and over again. It's just this vicious cycle. But if you practice allowing yourself to feel the discomfort of these thoughts and the symptoms without immediately avoiding it or fighting against it or escaping and running away, this can ultimately help you in the long run. And the symptoms will eventually stop happening when you continue to practice this because your body will start to get out of this overly sensitized state. And remember, there are simple things that you can do for yourself, like making sure that you're staying properly hydrated and don't make the same mistake that I did, right? Where I was just really, really dehydrated and I didn't eat anything that day. And that was just a really bad combination along with the heat, right? So you can make sure that you're staying properly hydrated. You can make sure that you're not going hours upon hours without eating. You can make sure that you're not constantly taking shallow breaths. So these are just some examples of things you can do. And it's really important for you to try to take care of yourself in these ways too. And it's often the simple things that we forget about doing in these moments that might actually help with those symptoms of dizziness and feeling lightheaded. And another quick tip is that if you are feeling dizzy, you can try closing your eyes for a moment. And while your eyes are closed, you can try to put your hand over your eyes in order to try to orient yourself again. I know dizziness can feel really, really scary and unsettling, but try to practice changing how you are ultimately responding to the symptoms and what you're actually saying to yourself in those moments. Because if you keep saying things like, I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Oh my gosh, I hate this. I hate this so much. Please go away. Please, please, please stop. I can't take this anymore. I need to get this to go away right now. This will send the message to your subconscious that you're in danger. So unfortunately, you'll continue to feel panicked and your anxiety can get worse. 
And I know this is not an easy thing to do at all because of how uncomfortable these symptoms and sensations are. But just try to be more aware of the narrative that's going on in your mind and the things that you're saying or doing in those moments that could be making the symptoms worse and that could be making the symptoms last longer. You can also make a plan to gradually expose yourself to the situations and places that you've been avoiding because of the fear of your dizziness symptoms or the fear that you're going to pass out. Even if that means you start by just going down one aisle at a time in Trader Joe's and maybe you go with a loved one and you can practice doing that and then you just work your way up from there. All right, well, I'm going to wrap up this episode right now, but I just wanted to say thank you so much to those of you who have taken the time to leave a rating and to write a review for me. It makes me so happy whenever I see and read your reviews about how much my podcast episodes have been helping you and how much they've been helping you with your journey with anxiety. So it really means more to me than you'll ever know whenever you're leaving a review and writing a review and just leaving a rating in general. All right, so on that note, if you haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave a five-star rating and write a review because this is what will help me be able to reach more people on here and to be able to help people with their anxiety on this platform. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll talk soon.